0: Ah, The subject of menopause. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to talk about that today because everyone has their own definition of what menopause is and everyone thinks they know exactly when you go through it, you know, when that time comes and you go through it, they know exactly what you're going to go through. They're telling you you're going to have hot flashes. They're telling you that you're not going to enjoy sex anymore. You're not even going to want sex anymore because Miss Mena has taken over your life, but let's put a pause on Mena. Yeah, we're going to put a pause on her, and we're going to talk with someone who literally, I'd say, wrote the book on the whole process of what our bodies go through during menopause. And you can't believe, or you won't believe, some of the stuff that are, that's been out there, that people have been putting out there in social media saying that you can take this and it'll help that, that if you take this, it'll cause cancer. There is so much misconception about menopause. So get this, this show today is about all things our body will go through during menopause. And you don't want to miss it because if you thought you knew what menopause is, I ah, got a good feeling that you're going to be pleasantly surprised at what things are not going to happen and what things will happen. Oh my god. It starts now. Welcome back. I have the pleasure and, you know, before we started the podcast, I told uh, Dr. Casperson that I was such a fan. She is like my shiro, And, you know, we were talking and I said, you know, I, I would love to get a hug from her because she is the most amazing person that I've, I've come across. I'm reading her stuff. I, I watch her. Po- I listen to her podcast. I watch her on Instagram. And I just want to welcome uh, Dr. Casperson, who is the author of You Are Not Broken. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, you know, we're just going to get right into it. The misconceptions of what menopause has done or is doing to women. This is what I wanted to talk about because, you know, every time you mention the word menopause, it's automatically seen or thought of as being something evil, bad. You know, you just don't want to go through it. You know, you're ruined. Your life has ended. You can't have sex anymore. You'll have sex and it's painful. No one wants to see you anymore. No one wants to date you anymore. And that is so far from the truth.
1: hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, really in our society, you know, women are valued by their ability to have babies right? And then our, mis- like our perception of menopause as something that happens in our early 50s, perimenopause happening in our 40s, sometimes late 30s. And I, t- I tell people, I'm like, think of in your head of what a menopausal woman looks like when you think about her. And you're thinking about somebody in their 70s with white hair. Exactly. And you really need a rebranding of like, no, 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 no. This is th- thriving people. That's what menopause is, and all the more reason why we need to talk about this. And I'm so glad that you said
0: that um, the misconception of that it starts in your 70s, because I, I literally started really early. And I and I don't know if that's because I started my period early, but I will say that I started like in my 40s.
1: Yeah. 50% yeah, I, of people start before age 51. 51's average age, right? Which means 50% are before 51. Right. We don't normalize that at all. And so we think like, oh, there's something wrong with me. It's like, no, 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 no. We just don't. We don't accept it. Right. And over and over, I hear women, they say, I went to my doctor and my doctor said I'm too young. My doctor said I'm too young. My doctor said I'm too young. Over and over and over again.
0: And, you know, it's easy to be overwhelmed, um, you know, from all the website, you know, information, you know, from well-meaning friends who think they know, oh, oh, you're not going through it yet. You're only 40 years. You're not going. You're just having, you know, you're having a moment. I know what I'm going through. And I know what I when I told my daughter, my she said the same thing. Oh, you're too you sure you, you, you're too young. I kind of right. know that something is not right right now, and it's not even the the, the, the hot flashes or the mood swing. That you know, a, aside from that, and and the whole you know, your badge is going to change. You know, you're not going to be able to have
1: sex again. I've heard that too, which drives yeah. me crazy. I mean, I got into menopause because of sex. I always tell, I like saying that too. It's like I got into I menopause it. because of I love sex. It. I because it. I was educating women on sexual health, sexual function, and they kept saying over and over, well, you know, you know what happens with menopause and that there goes your sex life. And I'm like, is it true? Is that true? Does the data back it up? Do we have research to support that? Or is this just another myth that's coming along to you know control women? And it, it turns out it's not true. And with just a little bit of education and help and possibly vaginal estrogen and lubrication and prioritizing pleasure the people who are having the best sex of their lives are often in their 50s, 60s. I have people who I see in their 70s, in their 80s, they're sexually active. But we just we don't we don't talk about it. Right. So we don't think it exists.
0: Exactly. And and, 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 and heaven forbid you say 80s. And heaven forbid if you say 80s and a woman. I don't think that comes to play together. I, I don't think that that right there is the misconception because, you know, I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll full disclosure. I mean, I'm loving sex. I, I have a great sex drive. And, and you know, I've, I've, you know, gotten acquainted with products and I got acquainted with, you know, other things that will help me because I understand and I do know, and I, and I know this personally, that the vaginal lining can get thinner after menopause. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, that's right. And I think that, again, it's it's the lack of education, right? Like so many people think menopause is just hot flashes, and some people don't have hot flashes. And then they think they didn't go through menopause, right? Because they didn't have the hot flash. Right. Whereas hot flash is just one sign. And and if we don't get educated on menopause, then we it's completely foreign to us that we get more urinary tract infections and our bladder gets overactive. We might have bladder leakage. We have pain mm. with sex. We have vaginal dryness, vulvar dryness, diminished orgasms, diminished mm-hmm. clitoral sensitivity, all because the hormones are changing throughout the body, not right. just hot flashes. Exactly. And, and I remember I, re- I saw something that you had did
0: on Instagram about estrogen and the misconception about estrogen. And that right there, I really want you to talk about that.
1: Yeah. Well, what happened? So estrogen has been around as a pharmaceutical since the 50s-ish. I don't remember the exact day, but um, been around for decades. Many, many women were on estrogen prior to about 2001. When a big study came out, the media took it and fed it a bunch of fuel. Mm -hmm. It got very inflammatory. Estrogen causes strokes, heart attacks, and breast cancer. Right. And 50 to 70 percent of women in our country were then taken off of their estrogen. Since then, doctors have not been trained. We've got two decades of doctors who've gone through medical school who don't know about hormones, who don't know about menopause because of this big fear. Now, that was 20 years ago. Uh, much of that data has been retracted. Uh, many of the authors say it came out too soon. It was that was not correct on further analysis. We were wrong none of that matters because the media didn't take it up and say, we're sorry, breast cancer is not actually caused by estrogen. It's okay to be on these hormones. So 20 years in, we're just starting to see women say, I care about my quality of life. I care Mm -hmm. about how I'm aging. I want to be as healthy as possible. And I don't want all of these symptoms that come from low estrogen.
0: I love that. Uh, And and there are so many products that are out there that promise results of you know, results after menopause or during menopause or whatever. Is that a real thing?
1: Oh, yeah. I just did an Instagram on this because I said, they're coming to get you. They're coming <laughs> to get you money. They know we're big. Menopausal women, we are a very big group of people. Yes, yes. We tend to have money because we've had careers. Exactly. Right? And we care about our health. So that's a market, right? And, and, beca- and I,
0: you're absolutely right.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm like, they're coming to get you? They're coming to get your money. And I, you know, I'm not a big supplement person. You know, I, I don't believe in the like, oh, you're just missing this one little herb. No, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I believe in stress, managing that sleep. Well, are you eating well? Are you moving your body? How are your relationships? All the really important stuff. Supplements are not this panacea of just take a supplement and it's okay.
0: Because that's what they're pushing. They're They're pushing oh, yeah. that. And like you said, they're coming to get
1: you. I mean, it's, they're coming to get you.
0: Every time I turn the page, I see a product or something that promises to do this. Oh, well, you need to take this because you're losing that. Or you need to take this because you don't have that. And I am really upset of the fact that there are so many misconceptions about what they think is going to work on me.
1: That's right. And I, I mean, I think, you know, what I if I can if I can do anything, I want to empower women to be wise consumers. Right. And to realize the supplement industry is unregulated.
0: Mm. None of
1: these claims are go- have gone through the, through the Food and Drug Administration to actually be backed up. And they all say that in fine print. None of these claims are supported by, you know, Food and Drug Administration stuff. So they're allowed to say things that a, a estrogen or a prescription is not allowed to say. Mm. So these things do literally sound too good to be true because they're not regulated the way medications are regulated. Okay,
0: here's one for you, doctor.
1: Um, What are the benefits of having an orgasm? Stress relief.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Bonding with a partner. Yeah. Oxytocin, right? Helps people sleep. There, we have data in men. We do not, I've not seen the study replicated in women, but it, it's probably the same in that men who have orgasms later in life tend to have a longer life expectancy. Oh. Now, is that because those people were healthy to begin with and healthy people tend to have more orgasms? Or is there something about the orgasm that's good for your heart? If you're fit enough to have an orgasm, you're probably decently fit. You know, it's very interesting data either way to be like, hey, orgasms are associated with living longer. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, you know,
0: I, I like the big O, so I'm going to live for a hundred and something years old because I really enjoy self-love and the big, o. I love the big O. <laughs> well, yeah. I didn't even mention that. Like yep. it feels good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. It, it, it feels, it feels good. So, so here's another one. That, another misconception does um, not having
1: sex cause vagina atrophy It's such a great question because it is out there. It is a myth. Yeah. And you know, these are in my group of like, we should women, you should have an orgasm. So you live longer, you should have an orgasm so you can preserve your vagina. And once we get into that language, I think we get into this like shoulding, shaming controlling era. And I, I never mean for sex should never be that for a woman, but yes, on the internet, you will find that you should have sex because otherwise your vagina will atrophy. And I dug again, same thing, you know, is it true that your sex life goes away after menopause? No. Is it true? Do we have data to support that you need to put something in your vagina? Because this is mm-hmm. penetrative sex, mm-hmm. not external orgasm, all the amazing ways to have pleasure without penetrating your vagina. Exactly. There is no good data. There is one study, gynecologists looked at a bunch of women who were having sex, looked at a bunch of women who were not having sex. The women who were, and this is penetrative sex. The women who were not having penetrative sex had more atrophy. Oh. That is a correlation study. That is not a causation study, not a randomized study. Right. And of course, if you have more atrophy, you're probably not having sex. It doesn't mean the lack of, you know, that sex prevented your atrophy. So it's a that, that is the study from which all this comes from. And nobody's been able to show me another study proving this. And it's misinterpreted. The other interesting thing about that study is that women who were still having sex tended to have higher androgen levels that's testosterone and and hormones like testosterone in their body than the women who were not having sex which is fascinating and that never gets talked about of like testosterone there's a role for hormones in our bodies and testosterone can be a female hormone we just gendered it so we think it's for men but it's incredibly important in female bodies we just don't have a lot of data Wow, But certainly there is something to testosterone levels and desire and sexual function in females. So what causes the vagina
0: to become more sensitive um, and, and sometimes painful after menopause?
1: It is the thinning of the tissues both because of the low estrogen and because of the low testosterone that happens after menopause. Certainly, these symptoms can start in perimenopause. And that's where, you know, you get the patient saying, my doctor told me I was too young because I'm still getting periods, but I have a dry vagina and I have pain with sex. It can start happening before your periods are done. And about fifty to eighty percent of women will suffer from what we call genital urinary syndrome of menopause. Used to be called vulvovaginal atrophy, but we don't like the atrophy word. Exactly, we call we call it GSM now. Very common. I see it ten times a day in my clinic, and nine times out of ten, women say, "I didn't know this was because of menopause." But estrogen goes low everywhere in the body, and the structures that became the vulva became the clitoris became the bladder and developed into the adult structures because of hormones start atrophying and you know getting smaller getting tighter we lose our collagen we lose our blood flow all of those things can cause the issues with thinness tearing bleeding sensitivity Mm -hmm. dryness Mm -hmm. more uh, susceptible to infection and the the solution is very very simple it's simply just putting more estrogen back into the vulva and vagina
0: exactly and 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 that just because you you know your partner thinks that he's so huge that he just can't you know you can't handle it because that is so
1: (laughs) well yeah i mean i think it's it's fascinating so as men age as penis owners age they oftentimes need more stimulation or longer time to achieve orgasm right so you've got a guy who needs more time yep to get, to ejaculate. And a woman whose vagina is very sensitive and can't handle more time. Right. Now yep. we've got a problem.
0: Now we have a problem. Now we have a problem. Um, what do you think cause co- Well, I know you know this, but what causes vaginal odor? Because I know that um, you know, I had a girlfriend and she was saying, you know, after she went through menopause, or whatever, she says, I can't keep it clean. I can't keep it not smell. And she said, I don't know what's wrong. I do everything that I can to, to, to keep that area nice and, and whatever. And I still experience some type of odor.
1: Yeah. A lot of the times, again, so when when we lose our estrogen, estrogen provides an environment for lactobacillus. Remember, a a normal healthy microbiome, we've got millions and billions of bugs in our gut, in our vagina, in our mouth, on our skin, all, all working to keep us healthy, right? Right. So lactobacillus loves and thrives with estrogen. And lactobacillus creates something, lactic acid, it creates an acidity of the vagina. And with that, When that changes, when that goes away, you can get a change in the pH and a change in the smell. And with that change in the Mm. pH, also a bigger susceptibility to infection. And so it could, in in your friend's case, it could just be low estrogen. We've got to reestablish a healthy microbiome. She might notice a normalization of the smell at that time, certainly getting evaluated to make sure it's not BV, it's not yeast, it's not an, an infection that can also become more common when you have low estrogen. Oh, wow.
0: Okay. I had to, well, she's, she listens to the program. So I'll, um, are you a believer in CBD and THC as a way of alleviating or helping with um, pain,
1: pain with sex? Yes.
0: Painful sex.
1: Yeah. I mean, to me, it's, it's not part of my trifecta of how to get you to not have painful sex. I, I never, whenever a drug's a bandaid, right. More yeah. of a bandaid than a solution. Right. And again, it's going back to the supplements. Do I believe you're just lacking THC in your body? And if you had more yeah. THC, you wouldn't have pain, right? right? I always think of it like that. Right. Um, so for pain with sex, I really think about uh, pelvic floor muscles, tight muscles. Um, are you properly aroused? Do you have good blood flow? Uh, do you have good hormones? You know, all of the things that. So we there's kind of a, a pretty standard pain with sex workup, and I think of THC or CBD more as like an adjunct of Hey, I've got a nice lube. It it, it helps.
0: Right. right.
1: But do I, do I think you're lacking CBD and that's why you have pain? No, it, it makes no sense to me.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that. What are the five things that you could take away because um, we're going to close, but what are the five things that women need to know and start doing if they are experiencing menopause, going through menopause, or just want to know more about menopause and their bodies?
1: Yeah, I, I think the number one is, realize that care who do you want to be when you're 70 who do you want to be when you're 77 Mm, mm. and thinking about your future self to be like how can i set her up for success okay i want my brain functioning as as well as it can i want my bones and my muscles functioning as well as they can really thinking about her right because i think so many 50 year olds are like should i do hormones should i not do hormones i don't know it's like you don't have to decide fast but get educated and realize. We now have a responsibility to maintain this body, and we, we all want it to be as healthy as we can. And that's right. exercise, and eating right, and stress reduction, mindfulness. You know, keeping our brain engaged, finding stuff we're passionate about, like double down on that because it wow. really pays dividends way more than any supplement or hormone might.
0: I love that, and you know, no one ever tells us that 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 is something that we need to start incorporating. And the stress part, I'm so glad you said that. Because I believe that stress causes so many other issues. And that will be one of the issues is that it can affect the way you feel about sex.
1: 100%. We know, we know that people who are stressed, they're living in that fight or flight. They've got that sympathetic nervous system turned on all the time. Sex is a challenge for them. They're not in the right body state. They're not in the right mind state. Really managing sex and saying, "I'm not going to bring that into the bedroom because orgasms are not successful when the body is stressed."
0: Last question. I did say that was the last question, but lack like, of I adore you so much. But the last question. So I have friends, and I'm not even going to throw your names out there, girls, but. They're all. They're literally telling me because I'm always talking about sex and how much I love it. And they're literally telling me now, oh, I don't really like sex anymore. I don't really need it. If I don't get it, I don't have to have. It. I don't miss it. I probably won't have sex ever. And they're young. I'm talking about fifties, sixties. They're young and they're saying, I just don't want to. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm, I'm done. What do I tell them?
1: Yeah, I mean, the the thing about sex is. More than likely, and I don't want to assume, but more than likely, the type of sex they've been having has not been serving them. Right. It, it has not been meeting the feelings that they want to feel. It has not been meeting the, the, the sensations that they want to have, the connections that they want to have. So it's like the sex you're having, you're fine with not having anymore. Great. Yeah. All, don't have sex you don't want to. That isn't fulfilling. Right. But they don't realize that sex is for them that they are sexual beings and they can discover what sex is and there's so much personal growth in it, right? What do you like? What do you not like? How do you communicate that? How do you keep it interesting? How do you not fall into a rut? How do you pursue pleasure over stress? Right? Like Mm. there's so much personal growth. So I always say like sex and being sexually active is the final frontier of personal growth. Take it or leave it. I never want anybody to say like, I should have sex. Again, going into that, I should like, no, no, you're missing the opportunity for what sex can have with you in your life. It's truly a beautiful thing.
0: Oh, Dr. Casperson, it's been a pleasure talking with you about this subject. And um, I just want everyone to know, how can, how can we see you? Where where do people find you? Like not to be a patient, but just
1: to find you. Instagram is uh, Kelly Casperson MD, and then podcast is You Are Not Broken. Books also You Are Not Broken. Stop Shooting All Over Your Sex Life. Oh, I love it. It's such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for doing what you're doing and helping all the women. It truly takes a village. We we have a lot of work to do. We do, and I'm so glad you're you're on our team. They, oh, uh,
0: bravo! Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, I'm that girl. <laughs> thank you so much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure.
0: This is Juanita, and if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please give it uh, five stars or thumbs up, and if you want to be a part of It Starts Now as a guest or as a sponsor because we would love to have you, please let us know, and we will try to get an episode out once a week. I love doing this. I love spreading the word about what's going on in my life and what's going on with the changes as we get older because it does start now. So like us, love us, sponsor us. We would love to have you. Until next week.